0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 583 of Longbox Heroes, the Lamborghini of comic book podcasts. Joe and Todd here. That's my name. When I say it like that, it's definitely because I didn't mess up on the first take.
1: That's right.
0: Now, we say Lamborghini of comic book podcasts. We say Lamborghini of podcast networks with soon-to-be-named network, as you hear at the end of the episodes. Uh, but we don't say uh, Lamborghini of uh, you know wrestling podcasts for adults with wrestling.
1: Well, I mean, can anything wrestling related have Lamborghini next to it? Right. Say if I have. Re- uh, oh, I was gonna say maybe the Pinto of wrestling podcasts.
0: No, the um, I know the boys over at Final Wrestling Place say, the Honda Accord of uh, wrestling podcasts for their show. <laughs> mm, but I think I because would... we have, like, three wrestling shows on the podcast, I don't think we should cast, like, any sort of hierarchy on them, you know?
1: No, I'll vote them in the order I appreciate the most.
0: Oh, All right, I like last. email servers, right? <laughs> right.
1: You You are the CompuServe of
0: wrestling podcasts. Oh, okay. Uh, not the Juno of... Uh, <laughs> or wrestling podcast or comic book podcast or whatever we're doing tonight.
1: So we have the Copy Serve, the Juno, and the Blue Light of the three podcasts. Right there, we go.
0: Uh, so uh, the other thing is, I have very, I have less pull over the Puzzle Warriors and the Profane Argument shows, and this is not the show plugs, <laughs> right, for the network. But I have less pull over them. I don't think they speak to me, but um, <laughs> I. I think I may have to mandate that Hit My Music and Wings on Wings and Porch Talk have mm-hmm. to say that they are the Lamborghinis of whatever their respective podcast genre is.
1: We do it all the time. You just probably don't listen. That's all. Oh, the you know what? Talk. That's
0: probably after the that's probably after Adam's second monologue, after your musical number <laughs> and then after the post credit stinger, that gets dropped in there.
1: Yeah, so we do have a post credit scene, too, that we always do.
0: Oh, that's right. <laughs> all right, well, enough about the other shows in the network. They're going to get their little chance to shine, and we plug everything a little bit later on. Uh, let's get into what we have for this week's show. Uh, we have the honorarium of a birthplace of arguably one of the most influential comic book uh, teams of all time. Yes, uh we have a little kerfuffle that happened over on the HBO max in regards to <laughs> birds of prey that adds some people up in arms. Mm-hmm. And uh, yet another defector from diamond to uh lunar. And uh you know, it's not me. I'll just say that much. <laughs> right, But I'm close. <laughs> um, also, we have uh, conventions happening this weekend. We have digital sales. We have what we've read from this past week, which is Hulk number one, what we're looking forward to coming out this week, uh, and discussion of the latest episodes of Legends of Tomorrow, Doctor Who, and the first two episodes of Hawkeye that came out on Disney Plus this week. Yep. All right. So, uh, it was announced uh, at San Diego Comic-Con this past weekend. Uh, by kevin eastman that they are going to do an honorarium for the town the city the burg, where the ninja turtles were created right uh, uh, they, oh so go ahead
1: they say they can't do the the place where it was created because i think it was a house that was torn down Mm -hmm. so they're just gonna do like the area and like do like i'm guessing they said like a manhole cover which is kind of a great idea uh personally i think that's great and uh because i but i kind of do wish the house was never torn down because i really do think that's a monumentous like place uh thing that happened it was pretty much like the first independent comic that i can think of that you know that went into the stratosphere everybody knows superman batman spider-man but this was like the first one outside that that became something of a phenomenon
0: yeah for sure you know you mentioned yeah, you, you know for however many years it was you know you want to talk about the 40s for the start of dc you want to talk about the 60s for the start of marvel so you're looking at the better part of 20 to 40 years where that was it when it came to comics. Right. And that's it when it came to comics with any sort of crossover mass market appeal. You know, I guess you could say internationally stuff like Judge Dredd maybe had like crossover uh, into other media's appeal. I guess you could say maybe heavy metal, but that really wasn't a comic, but it had like comic elements in it
1: maybe akira
0: okay but so that's the thing akira is after ninja turtles
1: oh if that is true I, fr- I see i always thought that was before because i forget well, when that came out
0: so akira i'm not sure if it's release date in japan but i know it doesn't hit uh american soil until like 87 88
1: right now it, it, turtles had been around since before then, but I don't remember when it, it didn't really hit until the cartoon in the movie. Right.
0: Well, it hit with the cartoon. Well, okay. Right. So it hit with the comic because you have to remember the comic is kind of like what blows up um, independent comics for so many people so much so that there was a cottage industry <laughs> of people who were just bootlegging Ninja Turtle comics.
1: Yes, there was the guy who was driving around with the trunk full of counterfeit G- Tur- Ninja Turtle comics.
0: Right. So the cartoon airs in 87. Okay. Uh, now, granted, it was late 87. It was like Christmas time. Mm-hmm. Um, but like I said, I think that going from, you know, the, the Ninja Turtle comics 83, 84 to be a realized, like, broadcast television animated series in four like three to four years is crazy
1: yep though i will argue with you that blowing up In the comic world in the 80s is one thing. Being on TV is another. Because I always equate it to like ask people what the origin of the Hulk is. And they will always say it was a medical experiment. You know what I mean? Because that's what we saw on TV with Bill Bixby and all that stuff. So like even though it was like big in comics and they did all the radioactive adolescent black belt hamsters and stuff, that's niche. The TV and the movie that came later, that's being accepted in mainstream, if that makes any sense.
0: So, Akira was in, like, uh, anthology magazine, like, anthology manga magazines, mm-hmm. starting in, like, 82. Um, it doesn't get published as its own series uh, in Japan until 86. Mm-hmm. And then the movie comes out in 87 in Japan and that it doesn't hit American soil until uh, 88.
1: Right. That's that's close. But like, like if we were even playing fair, Akira never comes close to what uh, Turtles did. You know what I mean?
0: No. And again, not a knock on Akira, as you mentioned, but Akira more or less opened the shores of the United States to more manga and anime to come here. Mm-hmm. Uh Ninja Turtles begat pretty much everything that's not Batman and Superman for comic books.
1: Yep, it kickstarted like there was an indie stuff but it was always underground terrible artwork and stuff like that. Um there was some good stuff, but that put like let's just say without the turtles there's no image. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, for sure. Deal. Kind of a deal um and like that begat uh walking dead you know what i mean like probably the next biggest comic uh that's outside the big two to ever happen
0: right uh so the other thing is uh dover new hampshire is where this is right so uh you know when uh it comes through it's currently uh you know having the uh legal details ironed out and so forth but uh i'd I'd make a road trip to get a picture of a manhole cover
1: i would too especially if eastman and lared were both there right like for the like if
0: we went for the grand grand opening yes i would go up i just hope they have an inspector there for it you know oh i hope he's wearing a hockey mask and a suit Mm -hmm. no just an inspector um but that's uh that's pretty cool. Um, I, I forget, you know, and that's the other thing is I just assume, like, all independent um, comics and stuff were happening out of the West Coast. So it's, uh, you know, New Hampshire's our neck of the woods, kind of, sort of, right?
1: Yep. yep.
0: Uh, so in other news, uh, there was a big to-do over the weekend. Uh, obviously, everyone was home for the holidays. And a lot of folks decided that they were going to watch the uh, Harley Quinn Birds of Prey movie. On HBO Max. And it appears as though the broadcast version that's shown on TNT was mistakenly added onto the service and replaced the original version. Right. So people were upset that swears were taken out and middle fingers were taken out. Swears on clothing were being blurred and so (laughs) forth. Right. And I just say, like, so when before they're like, oh, we made a mistake and we fixed it. Uh, I just find it funny that to get onto you know, at least, you know, basic cable, a movie like that takes so little editing. It's just a few swears and a, like a swear on a shirt to be taken out, you know? Right, right. What my whole thing was going to be, it's like this way you got to have physical media, you know? When stuff like this changes, you know, and you don't have that original airing or that original publishing or that original pressing, you're at the behest of, you know, whoever ends up owning it and whatever they decide to do with it.
1: I totally agree. That's why, you know, like I I, I try to like the things that I really, really, really love, try to get the digital, the physical copy, like you said, though, a lot of times I would like. Like, if I bought the original, I, I I would like the edited version, too, if I'm a real collector. You know what I mean? Give me the, the scumbum edit of the Smokey and the Bandit movies, Joe. Right. So.
0: So it was just interesting to see that that uh, happened over on one of the uh, big streaming services. And it was a movie that people were familiar enough with uh, that they were able to recognize these changes, you know? Not familiar
1: enough to know the actual name of the movie, because it's a big clunky title. But
0: No, didn't they change it so it's just officially like Birds of Prey now? Because it was so clunky.
1: Wasn't it like The Emancipation or something like that of Harley Quinn?
0: Yeah, it was like The Emancipation of the One Harley Quinn, specifically.
1: Right, because there were so many of them running around. Yeah. But that's probably the worst comic book title of a movie since uh Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice. Right. Like that's another clunky title.
0: Yeah, I don't know, like the V is just I don't know, very out all of right. place. Uh last but not least, uh from the uh comic book news uh Oni Press, which also includes uh Lion Forge, which is kind of their all ages imprint, uh are going to be exclusive through Looter distribution here in the very near future. Uh, obviously, Looter is the one that kind of took over for DC last summer, uh, 2020. And they've slowly but surely been adding companies here and companies there. And uh, one can only assume it's just due to the fact that Diamond is still kind of reeling from whatever website attack they had a couple weeks ago. Yep, yep. Um, I haven't been seeing a ton of stories in regards to books being late again. Um, but their site is still a mess. You can only look at this week's worth of stuff. Um, I know the new previews catalog comes out this week. And typically by now they at least have the cover of the previews up. And along with like a PDF of the order form. And those are still not available through the website.
1: Um, previews was out last week oh okay um but marvel and dc previews weren't out dcs are gonna be this week and marvels are i don't know that's what i was told this gotcha. week when i was wandering around the comic shop
0: gotcha but i'm shaking because i used that uh order form to get like the dates and stuff for mm-hmm. uh the spreadsheet you know right
1: that's why i'm glad i never kind of went down that rabbit hole i just Mm -hmm. do mine like i said like this week and and next week it's out and then the previews i just use to to do my order forms you know to figure out what i'm buying or whatever
0: yeah and you know like usually i was living like week to two weeks but now it's just kind of like week to week with the books and uh you know hopefully when i do get my previews this week because i didn't get it last week i must have forgot. Mm -hmm. um they have like the little download code in there we can get like the pdf of it yourself right and hopefully that works you know we'll see
1: right it doesn't take all your your social security number and all that stuff but uh yeah that's pretty much and that even like i know the train has left the station for you on this Mm -hmm. um but uh for me i still use like stash my comics to kind of keep like an, uh, like a running thing of what I, what I own. And that like the whole diamond thing has like put a snafu in that for like a, for like there was a four week log jam or a three week log jam of books that weren't on the site yet. And now we're just down to this week and last week's yet aren't up there yet. And I'm like, okay, this is driving me nuts because I've, I went all in on this. I pushed all my chips in and I'm like, I'm kind of doing, it kind of lets me know, where my stuff is. Like if you asked me for a book that you wanted to borrow and I had to go find it, I could. And the longer it goes on, it's gonna the the less likely I'm gonna want to do like if it happens eight weeks of Stash My Comics. Um so I'm yeah. afraid of what might happen.
0: <laughs> gotcha. Yeah, but I gave up on uh uh Stash My Comics quite some time ago.
1: Well, you keep everything pretty much in alphabetical order, right? So it's easy.
0: Yeah, but like I said, I I was doing things in like triplicate, and stash my comics was like quadruplicate at that point.
1: Ah, okay,
0: yeah. So I'm like, okay, we could sacrifice this to have like a little bit more time in my day. Mm-hmm. So um, conventions this weekend. Uh, this weekend is Emerald City Comic Con. It's weird to see these conventions move to, like, this late in the year. You know, last week was San Diego, you know, whatever they called it. Not special, the biggie, edition. special edition. Special edition. It's Emerald City is this weekend. Another biggie is next weekend. So, you know, they're just – everybody's still trying to get back to normal, you know?
1: All right, trying to get that time in so they can make that cashish.
0: Right, right. Uh, some of the notable folks at uh, Emerald City this year, Jim Lee, Donnie Cates, Terry Dodson, John Cena, and Tim Curry. mm mm-hmm. uh, But also, uh, this weekend, also out of the West Coast, is the L.A. Comic-Con in Los Angeles, California. Um, I'm not sure, you know, and again, uh, Washington and Los Angeles are relatively close. But both conventions have Donnie Cates on their guest list. Mm -hmm. Um, Frank Tieri, Jimmy Palmiotti, Amanda uh, Connor are going to be there. Kyle Higgins is going to be there. Frank Miller, the Rob is going to be there. Ooh, Um, tons of media guests. Sadly, not a wrestler to be seen amongst the bunch.
1: Oh Uh, no, I'm heartbroken.
0: (laughs) But some notable folks that are going to be there is Tom Kenny. Uh, the voice of SpongeBob SquarePants, amongst many other things. Uh the great John Glover of uh many, many DC related property fame. And uh Bruce Campbell's gonna be there.
1: Ooh. The retired Ash?
0: Yes. I wonder if uh the Mad Base is gonna chart. Like I'll you know what? If he wants to, uh he could borrow the helicopter this weekend to fly out to LA uh, for okay. another picture with a cardboard cutout of Bruce Campbell.
1: No problem, Joe. Just a real quick thing. You said Jim Lee is going to be at one of those cons, right?
0: Uh, claims um, he's going to be at Emerald City. Yes.
1: Would you like to get a commission from Jim Lee? Hmm. I, got an e- I got an email today that he's taking commissions um, from one of the from his art rep. I, I'm on one of the, the mailers for them. So not like, from hey, some,
0: uh, not just from some guy,
1: right? From his his rep. And he's like, hey, this is you know, this usually I don't do that you have to pick them up with the show, but hey, if you want them mailed, I can do that too this year. Um uh so they have uh would you like to know like some of the prices on this? Because I think you're gonna find it interesting.
0: What am I what am I getting? And I'll, okay. I'll get some prices. Um small headshot,
1: uh size three and one quarter inches by seven inches side profile only take take an idea
0: i want to see him get up the ruler and measure to make sure that it's those dimensions right well that's
1: the size of the paper that he'll have so
0: oh okay uh and again this will be our median to figure out everything else right Mm -hmm. i'm gonna guess something like that goes for about 500
1: double that (laughs) that's one thousand dollars Okay. Oh
0: baby, okay. I like Jim Lee, but oh baby.
1: All right. Um. So, uh, nine by twelve inch paper, waist up figure with limited backgrounds. Um. And there's a there's a window of you could pay this much to this much, and uh, th- the more you give me, the more background you will get.
0: L- I'll guess the low end of the window. mm Hmm. And let's say five grand. (laughs)
1: $9,000. The
0: upper end, this is what it says nine by 12 inches, waist
1: up on figure with limited background is $9,000 to $15,000. We'll have backgrounds and more you pay can have other characters or scenes. So, like, you know, in that window, you can get more. Um, So now uh, I'm going to go to a blank cover before we get to the daddy. Blank cover comic. Only bus shot with no background. That's on the, that's on like, you know, a blank cover of a comic. Two grand. Eight grand. Oh my God. Now, now if it's a wraparound, Joe, do you want to take a swing? He'll do like both sides.
0: Well, if it's eight grand, I would double it, but I'm going to say he's going to give me a deal and say (laughs) it's 15,000.
1: I think it's the biggest steal on the wraparound for this
0: 12 K for the rest. Oh, that's a, that's a steal at thrice the price.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. So um now the big daddy is eleven by seventeen, which is pretty much artboard paper for a page of a comic. Um full figure, one character with limited backgrounds.
0: That's twenty-five thousand.
1: Twenty thousand. Oh. Um if more than one character or extra background or recreation of other covers, uh it will be twenty-five thousand to thirty five thousand dollars.
0: That's a man who he, has a very specific value on his time, you know. But um,
1: I he's only um doing six a show, so he doesn't want to, you know, put out too much work. So hopefully, you know, he'll get those big ones for six. You don't want to, yeah. do the You don't just want to do the thousand dollar thousand dollar one. I'm hoping Jim, you know, can get a few of those bucks in. When did doing commissions become a business, Joe? Oh my god! Sorry, I just found because I got that email like. An hour ago, and you're like, "Oh, Jim Lee." I'm like, "Ah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna hijack the show, going to
0: business for myself." Now I wonder if these are like online prices, where like the in-person prices are different
1: no there's no in now i will say jim lee is a a nice guy and i've seen him sketch for people and do like quick doodles and stuff and not charge anybody but this is and i don't i can't uh, show you he has samples for everything you know what i mean like this is what you're gonna get in the email but uh these are pretty much like pay now he's gonna do them they'll be done before he gets to the show So there's no, like, on-site price. But I know, like, when he does signings and stuff like that, and I know his rep probably hates him for it. Like, I've seen him. He's like, oh, let me, you got a book or something. uh, Let me doodle in it. Let me do a remark. You got a sketchbook. Let me do a fast thing. And he charges nothing. But if you want to tell him what to draw and how good it's going to be, he's like, I could be doing other, like, I get paid a lot of money for other stuff. I'm not going to draw, you know, on the cheap. Yeah, whatever. And I don't blame him. I don't blame him. But he does. He is nice to the fans too. Mm-hmm. So
0: how much did they, they put you they down? Zero. I, I know they say that you should never see your hero like make change. <laughs> right. But if I'm paying twelve grand from doing a sketch and a wraparound cover, I want him to count the money in front of me. <laughs>
1: That's right. <laughs> you want to take off those hundred dollar bands on the yeah. thousand stacks. Uh but it's pro- and there's probably a fee if you get it. CG seats uh, artist you know, proofed and stuff like that. Oh, it's awesome.
0: I got like two pieces of original art. That's enough. I'm done.
1: Right. Original art or sketches or both.
0: Uh, like one's a page out of a book. Right. And one's that uh, Scott Collins, Captain Cold, the DJ got me.
1: That survived the fire.
0: Yeah. Uh, So the links to the conventions will be in the show notes, along with information about soon-to-be-named network, soon-to-be-named network.com, soon-to-be-named com. .com. All the shows in our network, anytime they go live, you could find them from their individual feeds or through your podcatchers, or you could just go to -to soon-to-be-named network.com and everything will be there. And anytime anyone from your favorite shows go on other shows, you could also find them there. Shows such as Longbox Heroes, Longbox Heroes After Dark, Adols with Wrestling, We Need Wrestling, Final Wrestling Place, Wings on Wings, Puzzle Warriors 3, Profane Arguments, Porch Talk, and Hit My Music. Yes. Uh, I know Tim from Final Wrestling Place and David... Uh, from fi- uh, from Hit My Music and does a lot of the jingles that you hear in a lot of the shows on Soon To Be Named Network and other places are currently in a heated battle for the Tournament of Champions over on the A-Show. So if you're a wrestling fantasy draft sort of per- person, go check out them, support the Soon To Be Named Network folks in their quest to become the second ever uh, champion of the A-Show. I'm the first. I retired champion. I'll never <laughs> defend my title. Um, some of the other stuff that you can check out, uh, you can check out our friend Kevin, uh, his website, Mask Library. He's been putting up some more stuff lately, whether it be his uh, pull post stuff that he picks up at his local shop. Uh, some of the other stuff that he's been reviewing himself. Uh, he's also on TikTok. I don't know what you want to do with that information. Right. Um, You can also check out Rick Williams' The Chop Shop, all those cool resin and glow-in-the-dark sci-fi fantasy and wrestling uh, sculptures that he does. Uh, Jason Sandberg, Chris Runt, two longtime faithful loyal listeners of this program, Uh, they put out self-published comic books, Jupiter and Battle Monsters, respectively. You could check those out uh, digitally. Those are linked up in the show notes as well. Uh, You could also check out our local comic book shop, Comics on the Green. If you do not have a comic book shop in your area or you do not have a good comic book shop in your area, let our comic book shop be your comic book shop uh they do a fantastic subscription business whether you get your stuff sent to you weekly bi-weekly or once a month at least you're getting your books unlike people who come into the shop and don't pick up their book but that's a conversation for another day uh <laughs> but getting your stuff mailed to you, you might even get a sketch from our good friend becky you can go check out all of her social media uh so you could see her progress some of the commissions she's doing if she could pull herself away from all the updates and animal crossing um but I think that's it for those sort of plugs, right? Yes. All right. Uh, digital sales this week. Last week was a big week. This week, not so much. Uh, a lot of holdovers from last week. Uh, the Valiant sale, uh, Dynamite art book sale, um, Oni Press Lion Forge sale, DC annual sale is new. Uh, Marvel Hawkeye sale, of course, still going to be on sale with the TV show. Marvel Epic Collection sale. And uh, I was making some recommendations to a good friend of the show, Dave Puente, in regards to some of the stuff there of what he should or should not pick up. Uh, But if you're a digital person or you just want to check stuff out on the cheap, uh, I mentioned it last week. I'd be remiss not to mention it here. Uh, You can get the entire run of the Matt Fraction David Aha. Uh, Hawkeye series, which is the inspiration for the TV show on Disney Plus, uh, you can get the entire run for less than seven dollars, and that's something like like twenty two comics for seven bucks, and it's like twenty two of the best comic books you'll ever read for seven bucks. Pretty much, pretty much. And listen, if you don't trust me, a buck for the first trade, and uh, you know. Do with, do with that what you will. Mm-hmm. So, uh, let's get into what we've read from this past week. Todd, I know both of us, uh, we're looking forward to the new Hulk book from Donnie Cates and I'll let you take point to start on this. If that's all right with you,
1: that is fine. Art by Ryan Otley. Um, basically. And it says right on the cover, like this new Hulk, what if the Hulk exists to protect us from banner um And basically it starts out that someone has that theory that they're talking about like, well, you know, maybe, you know, everybody talks about Banner's broken mind from being, you know, the abuse as a kid by his father. But like, what if, you know, that that's made Bruce the monster and the whole kind of like trying to slow him down by, you know, being the mindless brute and we end up seeing Bruce Banner, you know, in this like mechanical thing and this red light kind of a deal. And he's talking to people who probably aren't there, like Betty discussing something that happened in El Paso that he shouldn't blame himself for. And he's like, I don't blame myself. I blame him. And she's like, this is all going to go wrong. And um, I do like the line. She goes, this is going to blow up in your face. He's like, that's pretty much how all this started by that blowing up in my face um, and the Hulk who has like this cybernetic thing on him like over his like helmet and stuff he's running around trying to beating up these Hulkbuster Iron Man armors going to to get something and as we go uh, Doctor Strange is talking with the rest of the Avengers while Iron Man's fighting him Like, basically, what's going on, Doctor Strange? And he's slowly figuring out as we go through this issue that the Hulk is not in charge of his own body. Somehow, Bruce Banner has taken over and he's using this mechanical cybernetic stuff to drive the Hulk. And he's using the Hulk's anger as an engine Um, it's tough to explain, but it's all like a brilliant concept when it comes to the Hulk. So now the Hulk's body is controlled by Banner's mind completely. And he has this plan to do something to, you know, that uh, Iron Man has been working on. He wants to get to it. I'm not going to say too much about that, but uh, I just like the whole premise of what Donny Cates is doing with the Hulk. It's something different. I've read, You know, twenty-five years of the Hulk, from Jason Aaron to Peter David, to uh, I can't think of who wrote the more Al Ewing. Like this is yet again is a different take on it, and and I actually love it because it doesn't stray so far away um, that you know I'm like oh this is too new. Um, So I'm I'm really in on this. I don't know that Donnie Cates. You know he has a track record of doing pretty good, Uh Joe.
0: So I'm. I've been a fan of Ryan Otley's art going all the way back to his days on invincible with Robert Kirkman. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't want to say that his art is unrecognizable here, but typically his art is colored with a much different color palette that will, that what we see in here, uh, lots of greens, lots of reds, lots of oranges, lots of blacks and grays. Right. Mm -hmm. So I think it just adds a different look or a feel or a something uh to his art, which I think helps uh the look and the feel of this book, which as Todd mentioned, he's been reading the Hulk a lot longer than I have. I've had some drips and drabs and stuff during like the Bruce Jones era maybe that I read and gave up on. And I'm like, okay, let me come back when somebody else takes this over, you know?
1: (laughs) Oh, you mean the issues where it was like the Hulk's foot would show up and then six issues later we wouldn't see any for, for another six issues we wouldn't see any Hulk? Yeah. Ugh
0: uh, again Al Ewing turned the Hulk into a essentially a horror book and it was successful Bruce Jones turned the Hulk into a detective book mm-hmm. without the Hulk in it you know and you could turn the Hulk into anything that you the Hulk book you could turn into anything that you wanted to as long as the Hulk is in it yes. uh, that's that's the key thing to your Hulk book it's got to have the Hulk in it and it can't just be a foot once every six months Mm-hmm um but it's a lot so in all this time that there's been hulk stuff written this is such a different take but somehow still staying true to the tropes and the characterizations and everything that's kind of come forward from the hulk right right it's just one little thing has changed you know Mm -hmm. and it's changed enough to be a pretty big sweeping change my only two concerns about it is I wish they didn't give away like the elevator pitch of it on the cover.
1: Um, I think they did, but I didn't realize because if you go back to what was that one, Oh, the free comic book day. Um, it, it really wasn't, um, given away. I, I get that. He, they're saying that the Hulk gets in the way, but I thought it was going to be more of like, Oh, the Hulk, he turns into stupid Hulk. Uh, you know, a young child mind, so Banner can't build the things that will destroy the world. But this is going a completely different way by what Banner has built. I don't know. I don't
0: think it ruined it at all. I don't know if I'm making any sense to you. No, no, no. So I'm not saying that I don't think it ruined anything, Mm. but I think it just took like a little bit of the punch out of the reveal of it because the reveal is right on the cover.
1: Okay. Okay i I don't know i I see it differently
0: right, um, and that's just my take and my feeling on it um and then the other thing is as big and as wild and as different of a premise as this is, how long is it going to be like this this, oh. or this feels like this like the first issue of this feels very much like if this was a like a four or a six issue miniseries, right mm-hmm. So Donny Cates is, you know, took like a a Venom idea, kind of flipped what Venom is and can be and flipped it on its head and wrote that out for the better part of like almost three or four years. So I'm not saying that he can't do this with the Hulk, but this feels like such a big sweeping change. Like how long can this change last for? it can as long
1: as uh, last as long as he wants to or as short as he wants to i'm with you but i feel like showing some of the stuff early on in what he's doing like how he powers yes. you know the the engine and stuff like that that this is going to go wrong very quickly and i i think like as a science, science fiction thing the hulk and banner are both in there i think this is going to turn into alien inside the hulk if that makes any sense he it's gonna it goes he has this plan to get whatever the the thing is but when it goes wrong in the hulk i think it's going to be banner and the hulk loose in banner's mind and that's not going to be good it's going to happen very very quickly um i don't know but like you said but it also could last three years of working fine and then it blows up in his face
0: I um, we'll to see. Yeah, so it's just like it seems like this is a story that has a short fuse on it. Like mm-hmm. the Hulk isn't going to be allowed to do what he's like Banner again isn't going to be allowed to do what he's doing for a very long time before he's either stopped or burns himself out. So I'm just going to be interested to see how this gets extended if that makes any sense.
1: Right. And I also love the title if you will of this the, the story arc Smastronaut. That's a great Uh, title.
0: When I saw that, I was like, all right, I'm all in. uh, But yeah, like I said, I really like this. Uh, It's a great start. And you mentioned the free comic book day thing. I got that when it came out, but I knew it kind of tied into this, so I didn't read it when it first came out. I'm like, ah, you know, we're still like two or three issues left on Immortal Hulk. I don't want to start like the new Hulk idea and still have the current Hulk idea going on.
1: I forgot that it was in that gap. Yeah. I grabbed it and read it because I was like, I don't think, I think uh Donnie Cates is too smart to you know what I mean? Right. To ruin it. And he didn't. If you read that, he doesn't. It's a smooth transition, if you will.
0: Mm-hmm. Well that's good to hear. Uh so uh that is what we read from this past week. Let's get into what we're looking forward to coming out this week. Uh, if you head over to longboxheroes.com every Tuesday around noon Eastern time, we put up the poll post, which is a link to a link to all the books that are coming out this week, whether you get your books digitally, whether you get them mailed to you, whether you get them in trade, however it is that you get your books before worn, before armed, know what's coming out this week. Todd and I attempt to guess what the other is most looking forward to coming out this week. I'm currently in the lead uh, over Todd with three correct guesses. Uh but there's still, you know, this week included five weeks left in the year, so it's really still anyone's ball game.
1: Yes. Sure, Todd, why not?
0: Todd has a much bigger list than I. And this was going to be one of the things that we were going to discuss. Um what is Justice League incarnate?
1: Um, that comes out of, I can't think, remember what the book was. It was the, the mini series that was like, like the latest one that reestablished the multiverse and everything. Um, uh-huh. I don't, I don't know it off the top of my head, but it was Joshua Williams, um, who did flash and he was, he's doing Batman and he's writing this. It's basically a justice league that consists of, and I don't have every member, but I'll just give you three or four off the top of my head. Um, president, uh, Superman, you know, the one I'm talking about. Yes. Um, flashpoint batman um barry allen captain carrot um a couple other characters and they're basically mapping the multiverse that's out there and then on top of that they're like protecting uh from whatever's left laying around at the end of that uh that mini series like uh dark side did something and something was with the psycho pirate was loose and they're like okay we're gonna have to watch for this too
0: mm-hmm so uh, i'm gonna guess the book you're most looking forward to coming out this week is human target number two
1: it is human target number two yeah i was trying to slide the carrot in there for uh
0: no so listen you, i know what you're up to you know you know my tricks eh, i think i got a couple two three down
1: right right i i if if it if i had gotten the the spider-man title if i had remembered that would have been it joe but uh, I'm I'm looking over your list is the book you're looking forward to most also the human target number 2
0: it is it's human target number 2 now um I know the way that the DC stuff works and everything being all wibbly wobbly timey wimey uh even though DC's books come out on a Tuesday they still technically come out on a Wednesday for me so seeing a whole bunch of annuals technically be the first week of the month, <laughs> when in essence they're the last week of the month, um, is very confusing to me. Um, now, looking at all the annuals that are coming out, of course, um, you've got a Joker annual, you've got a Nightwing annual, you got a Robin annual, and uh, if I didn't say a Batman annual, I'd say a Batman annual in there as well. Now... Uh, I'm not getting Robin, so of course that's scratched off. I looked into the other ones and uh I'm not getting the Batman annual because it's a uh who's the backup feature guy? What's his name? Ghost in the Machine, what's his name?
1: Yeah, I know who he Ghostmaker.
0: Ghost Maker. It's the annual is a Ghostmaker story.
1: Mm. I'm with you, but I do believe if I checked it, because I, I, that it was a Tinian story. Mm -hmm. And in that, I'm like, okay, I, because I think like next Batman, actual Batman issue that we get is the new writing team. So I'm like, okay, if that's the annual, that's his last, you know, of Tinian. I have the whole run of tinian stuff i have all the annuals before it both tom king and tinian so just kind of added to my collection if it, if you know what i mean gotcha i'm i'm not a completist but sometimes i am
0: <laughs> yeah I, and that's the thing I'd, I'd like to be a completist but i'd also like to read the things in my completion no i get you and the what are these i think these
1: annuals are 5.99 or whatever yeah and I have, what, one, two, three, four, four annuals. And that Omega is probably, you know, uh, uh, a four ninety nine dollars 99 book. <laughs> right. Uh, they're, they're killing us, Joe.
0: And then an extra buck on top of everything if you go with the fancy covers, you know?
1: Yeah, and then uh, I don't know if I'm going to, you know, I didn't want to say it before you guessed. I'm getting both covers of the Human Target <sighs> because on that one I have to. You know what I mean? I like both of them.
0: I like both of them, too, but I got to make a choice, you know, Uh,
1: because of how, like, uh, you know, now that on the completest stuff of the Justice League International stuff. And I consider this part of that that'll Uh go in the box with the JLI stuff. I need both covers.
0: I gotcha. Uh, But at least this one, like I know with a lot of the other um, Tom King stuff, I kind of alternated and flip flopped between what cover I would get. Mm hmm. It was like, oh, what cover I like the most, but this time I'm sticking with like the same cover look, if that makes any sense.
1: Right. You're going to get all the A's. Yes. Or all the B's, whichever one you're getting. Right. All the A's. All the A's because it seems like it has the human target and then whatever international character they're focusing on that month. Yeah. So I like that too.
0: So while you're over at LongBoxHeroes.com, be sure to check out all the other stuff that Todd and I have done, whether it be past episodes of this show, past episodes of LongBox Heroes After Dark, or the soon-to-be ending uh, coming to a end just in a few weeks. Todd and Joe have issues. Uh, I am reading the Palmiati and Gray run on Jonah Hex from the... Uh, 2000s, and Todd is reading the Spider Clone Saga. Now, Todd, I'm sorry I button-hooked you on this because I know on the show I announced it was going to be two specific books, but then there was a book that I added in and just kind of re-slotted some things around on the list. I know you're very upset by this, um, but I did add an extra book uh, into the the, the the reading list.
1: I'm so confused at this point. I'm just reading whatever you're sliding in front Good. of me anymore. Good. I don't ask questions. I'm not an asking questions guy when it comes oh, to the
0: Clone Saga. Right. So that that's good because even things out because I'm an asking questions guy. You're not an asking questions guy. So now we ask zero questions whatsoever. Right. Uh, so uh, I go first. I started the show. Let's start with the Jonah Hex uh, issue 64 with a uh, first time artist on the book, Nelson Mm -hmm. And this is not the uh, blonde haired twin rockers from the uh, 90s that babysat Anderson Cowan. Uh, But this man does lend things to be uh, arguably the sexiest issue of Jonah Hex to date. Mm -hmm. Uh, Jonah rolls into town. A young lady by the name of Rosa comes and uh, says, oh, you stink. You need somewhere to go. Come with me. Uh, she and Jonah play a little cat and mouse with a lot of innuendo here and there. Uh, but Jonah is taken aback by this woman. He just knows there's something off about her. He doesn't quite catch uh, what it is, but obviously he's rebuffing her very forward advances, but still playing along just a little bit. Uh, he decides to leave, goes down to the saloon uh, in the house that, or the little area where she owns whatever um a bunch of folks come up to him uh and it's like one of the guys is like hey my friends bet me five dollars i wouldn't come over and ask you if you were jonah hex and he's like well you go get your five bucks because i am and (laughs) and he's like uh uh, i also bet them a hundred a hundred bucks that i could outdraw you and Mm -hmm. is doing his best uh you know to kind of quell the situation and of course that never works on the jonah hex book or we wouldn't have uh, a jonah hex book um and then we get like a good bit here where jonah kind of tells the boys what for uh i realized long ago i could not ride my reputation so i learned to live with it problem is every town's got a tough guy with aspirations of being a gunfighter and in every town i meet one of them fe- them fellas there's a fresh grave and a sad mama crying nights about her poor dead son. You boys wouldn't want to make your mamas cry now, would you? (laughs) And I'm like, Oh boy. And then after, uh, he shoots the two of them, uh, in very grisly, non comics code approved, uh, scenes. (laughs) Uh, he says, boys nowadays don't seem to love their mothers enough. And I'm like, Oh, that's like, that's some cool uh, gunslinger talk, you know, right? Oh, I
1: love the, the dialogue in some of this.
0: Uh, so after this, Rosa still comes down, tries to bring Jonah up to her room. Uh, Jonah gets himself a separate room. She then tries to attack him with a knife, biting him. Um, So Jonah then finally relents to give Rosa what she wants. Mm-hmm. Uh, However, it results in, and again, this is a family-friendly show, uh, but this results with uh, Rosa becoming a changed woman. Uh, Never has she met a man with such passion. Uh, I'll do anything you ask. I'll cook, I clean, I bathe you. I won't even try (laughs) to kill you again. (laughs) So while she's doing this and Joan is giving her the Irish goodbye... Uh, Rosa interrupts uh, a funeral procession, uh, punches the grieving widow in the face, uh, and then is left beaten in the middle of the road. The end. Yep. A feel-good tale of Jonah's chicanery.
1: Yes. The one thing that I just want to mention is Nelson does a good job because Jonah ends up sleeping in just his pants the night he goes to sleep that she attacks him. And like the all the art of him, like even down to because there's a good thing where he good shot where he uh he kind of knows that she's crazy. So he sleeps in front of the door with his feet. So, the, when, if she tries to sneak in, it'll wake him up. And, like, every inch of Jonah's body is either covered in bullet holes or knife scratches or animal claw marks or whatever. And I'm like, yeah, I kind of like the way he does it. Like, everybody else kind of gives him the, you know, the, 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 like, he's never, other than his face, he's never been shot before. But Nelson does a good job of all that stuff. So, I, that's the thing I like the most, other than, uh, you know, talking about the guy's mamas in, the, in this
0: issue. Uh, so the other issue, and again, I like that Jonah's issues are a little bit more straightforward in all of this. So Jonah is out riding in the snow. Uh, his horse gets spooked or whatever it is by the wind. Uh, Jonah is then found by a man named Lee Dudley, no relation to Ray, um, <laughs> who's con- who's been kind of out and about uh, for three months by himself. And he's a bit of a chatterbox, Lee. Um, telling Joan a lot of the stuff that he's been up to and doing here to kind of protect himself from the the wolves. And he's got himself like a little separate tent here. And he's got himself, uh, uh, a a latrine, you know, X amount of ways from where, um, but I like the way, and again, this is by Jordy Bernay, who again, you know, I'm glad we've all come around on, uh, during this reread of everything. Um, Mm -hmm. but they follow some tracks. They're looking for some food, Uh, They can't quite determine if this was wolves coming in or wolves going out. And sadly, it was wolves going in. Uh, Jonah puts up a good fight, but kind of gets beaten up a bit by the wolves and uh, is out of sorts again for just a few more days. Uh, And this Lee guy helps Jonah back to back to his health. And then as Jonah is preparing to leave... He heads up over a hill and he sees uh, five, uh, you know, outlaws, let's say, um, you know, burning a a couple's covered wagon and shooting them unarmed. Jonah comes back to Lee and is like, hey, man, listen, uh, you know, there's people coming. Uh, We got we got to get going Um, or, you know, whatever it is going to be regarding this. And. Jonah's like, you've got weapons. You know, we got to defend ourselves. And Lee is like, no, killing men ain't the same as killing animals. Uh, Men can be reasoned with. Why don't we just prepare for the worst and hope for the best? (laughs) And uh, Jonah's like, yeah, you go make some tea for them and see how that works out for you, you know? Mm -hmm. Uh, So Jonah goes and confronts them, of course, shoots them all up. um, You know, before they could even get to Lee, Jonah, of course, takes uh, a bullet there. And there's one guy left as the money is all flying all around and uh, not as good as the previous issue. uh, But some cool, uh, you know, uh, cowboy banter here where one of the guys realizes that it's Jonah Hex He says, please take the money, take everything. I have more money. I'll pay you not to kill me. And Jonah says, this one's on the house and blast the guy.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, buddy. Uh, so again, Jonah gets shot, Lee brings him back, uh, nurses him back to health, uh, you know, and it seems as though Lee is just, uh, you know, a guy kind of living off the land, got his cattle back up and going, now the snow is melted, and, uh, as they leave, uh, Jonah says to him, they say God places the heaviest burden on only the strong, Uh, But it's a man that let you live for tomorrow, not God, because apparently Jonah came out this way because there was a bounty on Lee Dudley for arson and murder. Now, is this Jonah seeing that maybe Lee was wrongly accused or that maybe Lee was a changed man or the fact that arson and murder still pretty bad, but he kind of saved Jonah's hide. So, Several times, uh, at least three times so he's given him a pass.
1: That is the question. That is a very interesting take. I like to think that Jonah, you know, isn't about the almighty dollar. Um, he likes his money for bringing in the criminals. But if you noticed, every criminal that he's always brought in deserved it. There was no, like, innocent man. Like, along the way, there was a couple innocent people, and he, and he worked to, like, try and help them. I honestly think he he saw this guy. He talked to him. He mentioned God a couple of times. That he genuinely believes that he's a changed person. He's like, all right, you because you helped me, and I believe you're a changed person, I'm letting you have the second chance. But remember, it was a man who let you like a man who let you live. He can come back and kill you too. You know what I mean? Don't mess this up. That's the way I look at it. What's your take on it?
0: Uh I think it's Jonah realizes that he's a changed man. Um, and he kind of gave Lee every opportunity to prove himself to be the outlaw that the Wanda poster says that he is one time, two times, three times, and let's say even four times, uh, three of the times that he saved Jonah one time where he's like, Hey, let's go kill these guys. And he's like, no, I can't, you know, killing a man is different than killing an animal. I can't do it. You know?
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Uh, so with that information, I think Jonah, who is a good judge of character, uh, feels as though Lee has redeemed himself and is a changed man and is good to go. Yes. Over to you, Todd.
1: I'm just going to say, we're probably not going to be as smooth and quick as yours, Joe, because uh, there's many things going on in uh, the amazing Spider-Man 417, um, which is uh, traveler and scryer. Everything you know is wrong, Joe, Oh, good. So
0: I just I, I do just want to uh, before you get into things when I was assigning all of this uh, mm. to you, you know, when we start putting this back together a year ago, you know, I'm almost the tablet that I originally wrote all this <laughs> down in, right? Mm-hmm. Is the tablet that we like I started when we did uh, Dracula Dead and Loving it, right?
1: Okay. I'll
0: give you an idea how long I've had this uh, this notebook for, uh, but I have like all the issues written down and everything else like that. And, like, this issue was originally on the list and unfortunately got bumped but had to get worked back in uh, just because I needed you to read and see that cover that says everything that we've been reading for the last 46 weeks (laughs) thrown out the window.
1: Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) I'm history's
0: greatest monster, Todd. Thank you. You
1: are. You're lucky I like my tablet that I'm reading this on or I throw it against the wall. Um... So uh this starts with a vision of Judas Traveler and he's screaming, Beware, we've both been betrayed, Spider-Man, manipulated for fool as as uh, manipulated and played for fools. So basic- basically Peter's having dreams of you know Judas Traveler. Um cut to his group chasing down uh Chakra um because she's betrayed the host and she's like I didn't betray them you did you turned against the traveler and uh you know uh you know don't don't you don't play dumb with us you you know the traveler may claim to be a leader but we know who calls all the shots and uh, she's like I can't turn my back on Judas I will not allow that monster to imprison and torture him so they end up fighting she ends up getting away and then the natech Shows up. He's the guy who's taking the notes, and he's like, uh, he's like, oh, we didn't see you there. And he's like, well, you know, I show this up because our employer requires detailed notes, um, and I'm like, oh, well, maybe it wasn't Traveler who wanted the detailed notes, Joe. Um, mm. Mm, so now we're at the coffee shop. Uh, ben and Peter are there, and he's like, I've had these vision. I had this dream of uh, Judas Traveler. And uh, that weirdo bunch that he hangs with. And he's like, yeah, there were five of them, including uh, Scrire. And I like Ben at this point. I never did get a real handle on Traveler's powers. (laughs) He seemed to be able to read minds, change his appearance, travel through time, and destroy city blocks with a thought. It was like he could do anything. And Peter's like, if that's true, why would he need a team? And Ben's like, maybe he was lonely. So I found that amusing, like everything that we've been saying. Maybe you've been saying more than me. Um so then on all this Peter says that Aunt Anna's coming to take uh to help with the upcoming baby and he ends up um asking Ben to be the uh godfather of the baby. Um and Peter's lost his uh freelance uh job at the uh Daily Bugle. Um as you said at this point, because we've jumped a bunch of issues, right?
0: yeah we, we 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 from where we were last week we've jumped six months in publishing
1: right because they even say at one point in here and i mean i'm in case i'll go a little bit out of order that peter's powers are turning on and off at this point yes uh, so the glass that he broke was part of that all the way back yes oh i thought it was just a coincidence joe they said you know not everything happens for a reason uh-huh uh, so uh uh, Robbie Robertson calls him and he's like, uh, John Jameson wants to talk to you, Peter. Maybe you can get him in touch with uh, Spider-Man. He's like, okay. Um, cut to uh, Gaunt. Gaunt. Uh, Scryer and Nature, Uh they're all talking about like, he's like, our employer will be furious that Chakra has escaped. Um, so, they're just like, oh, and he doesn't even find death a viable excuse for failure. Um, he wants her neutralized because he has a uh, oh, his plans for Spider-Man. I'm sorry, it's not Scryer that I know of. It's Scryer. Scryer's with the Rose and he's talking um, about, oh, with Traveler there's there's two of them maybe I'm so confused at this point Joe, um, but travelers trapped in a pool in a coffin with I don't know knockout. He's gas. in a
0: hyperbaric chamber.
1: Oh, like Michael jo- uh, Michael Jackson. Yeah. Okay. It's like I'm like this is getting very weird. So uh, they end up Peter ends up getting bent in the spider costume to go see uh, John Jameson and Chakra's there and she's like hey. Something's going on, like uh with they have Judas Traveler trapped, and I kind of need your help. And Ben Peter's like, Do you want me to come? He's like, No, you're a father, you're out of here. Um, so they go, uh, Spider-Man and Chakra, they go to this gym, and they they're like, Oh, uh, like this is where he is, and he's like, what was going on with Judas Traveller? And she's like, oh, he was like, he had cosmic level powers and stuff like that. She's like, no, it was an illusion. Um, he possesses limits psionic powers. His uh, primary talent is the ability to alter people's people's perception of reality um he's like everything was a fake he's like not everything many of the manifest manifestations you witness were the result of technology supplied by scryer he's like i've often wondered how that joker fits in and she's like judas was a world-renowned criminal psychologist but he obsessed with the nature of evil and there was a uh, nervous collapse and uh, his mutant skills kicked in, and he's like, let me guess, Skryer was a patient, and he's like, no, there's more than they appear. Uh, More of uh, the the hosts jump out, and they end up fighting, and Ben basically is going to get killed, and Peter shows up uh, dressed as in a suit, but with the Spider-Man gloves and... Mask, which I like because it goes all the way back to the beginning. Remember when Ben was doing the same thing, Joe?
0: It's like poetry, so it rhymes, Todd.
1: Yes, yes. So while the Rose is talking to the Scryer, uh, the Rose basically says, I know who you are. You said you were a Scryer, but you didn't tell me the whole truth. Scryer isn't an individual. It's the name of your entire organization. A secret cabal, which is said to have been inspired by ancient mystical beings. Um, That's where you get your attire from. Your cult was headed for extinction, but you fell under the shadows of an unknown mastermind who dreamed of becoming a a kingpin of crime. You have, you know, armaments and all this other espionage techniques. And then we find out that like uh, the people were going to kill Ben. There's a bunch of scryers. Um, So instead of one person, there's, there's a bunch of them. I'm like, okay, this is, Interesting. So uh, Peter ends up getting Judas Traveler out of the tub. He ends up waking up and ends up destroying. I don't know if he kills or just knocks all down the scryers that are fighting Ben and Peter. Um, uh, He's end up he's telling uh, Spider-Man to beware because the madman behind scry the monster has pulled my strings has also orchestrated against you um so they're like i have no clue what's going on nate is still taking notes um he goes back to gaunt and scryer and uh they're like oh things didn't go as planned uh chakra got away the rest of your people got captured um and scryer's like well you know the brother of scryer will rise again um and continue to serve the master and he's like "Gaunt's like maybe but not you and he kills this last scryer so there's like a bunch of scriers, and we still don't know who everybody's working for joe but whatever anything okay. to add on this
0: so here's what here's what i have to add uh in regards to this of course you covered all of those things um and i say nothing dates um a comic book more than references to both jenny mccarthy and sharon stone as the trending hot chicks of the day
1: Oh, there's something in the ne- next issue that definitely dates where we are.
0: Right, right. But, yeah, um, I get so what you mean. Th- right. So this needed to be read because this is the final appearance um, outside of one flashback of Judas Traveler ever in Marvel Comics.
1: That's how he goes out?
0: Yes. Oh, my God. Joe. Right. So he's the guy from the very beginning that's built up as the huge mastermind behind everything. And then this issue writes him off as the underling to the underling of the guy in charge, right? and then he's literally never seen again they even throw a little thing in here it's like oh he's also a mutant as well it's kind of like maybe the ex-office will want to pick him up one day (laughs) and guess what todd no one ever touches juna's traveler again after this issue
1: except for us and i wish i never touched it or at least i had gloves on when i did it
0: right so obviously this is the whole thing that sets up that like scryer was really the one who was in charge retconning everything back that we've been reading all of this year uh you know however many months and years this this story has been going on for and of course now the power structure goes mystery man gaunt the scryers which are like a cabal of many and judas traveler was underneath them but again and then all judas like judas travelers whole group the host right Mm-hmm. Um but now 3 of the members of the host are still with whoever the big bad is. Chakra has gone off with Judas Traveler and both of them never seen again. Ever. Never mentioned, okay. never seen, never nothing.
1: So do we see Scryer again? Yes. Okay. All right. Good. 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 Um but so should I go on a spectacular Spider-Man now? Yes. 240 um and i just realized that it is drawn by luke ross the guy who wrote drew the first six issues of uh jonah hex looks completely different joe
0: Mm, it sure does
1: so we start off with trainer trying to you know cure gaunt uh, with the rejuvenation things and they're in, and he's like saying, Well, I'm gonna do this, and we're not gonna be able to communicate for the next several minutes. And then somebody comes in the room and he's like, How long will this take? And trainer's like, you, and he's like, uh, eh, not that I'm an not that I'm an impatient man. Certainly I've waited this long, but I will need God here to carry out some preliminaries as I destroy the life of Peter Parker. So, you know, he's like, uh a keep me apprised of God's situation, a trainer like freaks out he's like my god it's him he's the one behind god he's the one pulling the string and and what he said now i more than ever i have to get to ben despite what he might think of me and peter both of them so uh obviously then we have this thing of uh peter and mj talking about cartoons um that's you know as it goes and ben shows up um in this uh who is that Uh, Ben Urich gets a note from Liz Osborne to meet him at the daily bugle tonight. Um, But at the same time, Liz ends up getting a, uh, a note from uh, Ben Urich to say, meet me at the uh, daily bugle. And she's going to take along, I guess her boyfriend was foggy Nelson at this time, Joe, maybe you can help me on that. Okay.
0: That was how they were. Cause um, you know, obviously if you remember like the different offices and stuff, Mm -hmm. marvel uh this was uh, daredevil being included in like the spider-man street level people and like those folks can mingle and go into Mm -hmm. other like editorial stuff so that's kind of like how there was a spider-man um daredevil connection
1: okay so that, that, that they're gonna meet up um while this is going on uh at the coffee shop, uh, a bunch of workers never showed up. So a lady ends up showing up. She's like, oh, I'll fill the job. And they're like, we need somebody. You can be there. And at the Daily Bugle, somebody, two two people, uh, they lost two men. And two people get raving reviews from Multivac or whatever the name of the company is and Oscorp. So mm. it looks like someone's placing people in certain spots, Joe. Um. Well, this is going on. Trainers trying to make it to Ben and Peter, and he's having the inner dialogue. He's like, Ben has always been like a son to me, uh, but you know, I knew all of his secrets, but he never knew mine. I've been forced to deceive him, both him and Peter, so many times about the truth, their identity, who's the clone. Who's the original It killed me to do it. And after such a betrayal, I could never be able to convince Ben to trust me, but I have to, Ben has no idea what he's up against. Who's been manipulating us all from the very beginning, not Judas traveler, by the way,
0: from the very beginning, Todd.
1: Right, right. So um, he gets, I'm sorry, he's not going to the Daily Book. He's going to the apartment. And he gets attacked by Gaunt, who now is in cybernetic armor, and I guess he's been fixed, and also has the worst font in the history of comics.
0: Absolutely unreadable. I I was just like,
1: okay. Like, I honestly tried, but I skipped over it. Um, he ends up getting away from gaunt uh uh, yet again and he ends up uh running to the daily bugle and he almost gets there but gaunt gets him again throws him up against this truck and he's going to kill him but says some stuff once again can't read it because it's in terrible terrible font um, crawls under the truck. And he's like, "Well, I got away from him. I'm there's the Daily Bugle. I'm right there, Joe." And then somebody grabs him, and he says, "Ah, trainer." You realize, of course, that you played right into my hands. Quite literally, in fact, he grabs him by the neck. You must also know that now that you've seen me, I can't have you stumbling around. Have you any last words? Gak. Uh, uh, choke sounds. I thought not. Dispose of the body. Then go co- kill Riley. He's telling Gant, uh, do it in front of Parker. We can't see whose face it is. And if they have a uh, distinctive hairstyle or anything, Joe. What? Um, what? What, Todd? What do you mean? I don't know. Um, I don't want him at his wife's sides tonight. Uh, Keep him alive and occupied because tonight Peter Parker pays for having a life. So um, while that's going on, Ben and Peter go back to the house, and he's like, okay, I don't know what I'm going to keep. I'm getting rid of stuff because you're the real person and I'm the clone. I think you should get to decide what we keep and what goes. And they end up going through their stuff. They find books that he reads. They end up, you know, he's saying like, you were my inspiration. Um, You, you know, like when I, you found out you were the clone, uh, all this stuff. uh, You mean a lot to me and I love you, man. And Ben says, you're not getting my Bud light, Peter. Do you remember those commercials, Joe?
0: No, I don't, Todd, but obviously they happened around like 1996
1: or so. Right, right. So, in the end he ends up, you know, talking to him. The one nice thing that like cuz every once in a while there's a there's a there's a gem in these turds. Um uh, he ends up telling the story about how, like, you weren't there, but Aunt May knew all about us and, you know, what we we were Spider-Man and everything. And I kind of wanted to keep that for me because that was mine. But I told you. And he's like, okay, I genuinely, you know, I'm, I'm glad that you told me that. And uh, at the end of it... Uh, MJ calls him and says, do you want to meet at the coffee shop for dinner? And somebody ends up saying, don't count on it, Peter. Don't count on it. So, And that's how the issue ends. So anything you'd like to add
0: that I may have missed, Joe? Tons, Todd. Okay. So um, obviously this takes place around Halloween time. Ooh. Because there's Halloween de- decorations all out.
1: You know what? I didn't even notice that. A lot of pumpkins, I guess.
0: A lot of pumpkins on porches. Lots and lots of pumpkins on porches. And Todd, if that wasn't enough, when Pete and MJ are having their conversation um, and they say, I love you, MJ, and our daughter is going to be the happiest, most loved baby in the world, and there's a sign on the road that says, dead end, (laughs) okay, Mr. Thompson, Everyone at the Daily Bugle gets invitations from Liz Osborne that's in a black envelope on orange paper that was delivered by a strange courier. And then Liz Osborne also gets the same invitation. But wasn't she the one inviting everyone to this? What? And then her her scene where she's in her office, the way that it's framed. (laughs) How the picture behind her of the founder of OzCorp Industries doesn't say his name, doesn't show his face. <laughs> but on that last page, it's her saying, well, it is Halloween. You never know what could happen, Todd. Oh. No. Then there's the woman who gets the job at the Daily Grind on <laughs> short notice. And just in case you didn't understand that she was supposed to be evil... When they show a picture of her only dialogue, there's a picture of a witch behind her, Todd. Is she having the same pose
1: as said witch?
0: She certainly is, Todd. Oh. And when Peter and Ben are going through the books in the, uh, the basement or the attic together. Oh, look, it's Peter Pan, the boy who wanted to fly. And we both got a chance to fly, didn't we? And then there's the books of Pinocchio there, you know, about the fake boy who thinks he's real. And the prince and the pauper about the two people that changed places. Todd, are we telegraphing what's going to happen here at the end of this more than we can?
1: I don't know. The Hobbit isn't giving me any information, Joe. (laughs) read the hobbit and treasure island maybe in the end the treasure was the journey we
0: made along the way Mm. and i i will only say this the you know and i think i think todd may have guessed who the big secret bad is behind this but you still haven't figured out who gaunt is yet oh gaunt who's the red herring in all of this um and I will say the only other really super key piece of dialogue on this is uh dispose of the body uh kill Ben Riley and do it in front of Parker. I don't want him at his wife's side tonight. Okay. Okay.
1: But uh Joe so is now that's the end of trainer? Yeah, he's done too. Okay. So hopefully we'll get his secrets and why he did everything that he did, Joe.
0: Hmm. Well, again, if you read too far ahead on the reading, I know i had sent you the entirety of the reading order, uh, whether you actually looked at it or still have it or what have you or not. Um, you know, there might be some clues there.
1: What? I, I'm, I was looking at it cause, uh, we just read, um, the the two issues. Cause it was supposed to be one issue. Like you said, right.
0: Yeah, so all I did was, if you're looking at the original uh, list, there, of course, we were supposed to do Revelations one and Mm two. I threw in that amazing Spider-Man, and then I we did Revelations one. Then we have two and three, and then we're gonna have four, which is which is Spider-Man seventy-five, and then there's like a coda, and then there's like two other issues that are like codas to the codas.
1: Okay, so then what are we reading this week?
0: Okay, we're reading Sensational Spider-Man number 11 and Amazing Spider-Man 418. Okay. And then Jonah Hex, we're reading, um, what is it, 66 and 67. Okay. And, uh, yeah.
1: So then after this week, if I go by this list, it's one book a week till the end.
0: No, no, no. Okay, so um so we got two this week mm-hmm. and then we got two next week and then okay. it's one and one
1: okay because i'm looking uh
0: right because i lo- added i i had to move one around right okay see
1: i'm going by the old list and i and looking at it and you saying it's it's all confusing me but as long as you understand what we're doing yeah, because it's two, i two one one See, I was really happy because at this point, by the list that I was reading, yeah, it was one Spider book a week and then one Jonah Hex book a week. So now, oh, Joe, you, like the worst thing that you've done in all this, besides make me read all this, is to take that hope away of one Spider Man book a week from here on out. All right, Ugh. you're a monster. I, that's what they say. Mm, short show this week, but anyway.
0: Yeah, we ain't even we ain't even touch TV. <laughs> Wait till you see how I breeze through this, huh? <laughs> I am gonna make
1: sure Doctor Who is extra
0: long. <sighs> anyway. Um so uh hey there's no uh t public sales going on uh as you're listening to this but i'm sure something will be coming up in the coming weeks we'll let you know next week about that you can head over to our store purchase shirts and pins and stickers with our fancy logo on them uh you can support us by signing up for the patreon two levels a block or five bucks uh you want to give us more that's fine there's no anything extra in there if you go five dollars and up you get After Dark two days before everyone else, and then the bonus shows are on a cycle where you get them two weeks ahead of everyone else. But whether you're getting the dollar, whether you're getting the $5, you're in between those numbers, you're over those numbers, you're still going to get the two bonus shows from us uh, every month. We're recording, uh, previewing the past uh, December 1991 this weekend, and I'm very excited about that. Me too. too. Uh, Another way that you can support us, help us out, is making any and all of your purchases through the Amazon click-through. It is the holiday season. We did just pass. uh, Black Friday, Small Business Saturday, Leave Me Alone Sunday, Cyber Monday. Uh, But again, there's still however many shopping days left uh, for Christmas. You and I need to figure out how we're doing the gift exchange this year.
1: Uh, We'll meet up with the shop before we record on that Tuesday.
0: Uh, Tuesday, right? And then it would drop Christmas Eve, Christmas Day. Yep, yep, yep. So we'd have to get together like the week of the sixteenth, seventeenth. Nope, I'm looking at November. Walk that back. Uh, twenty first. So it'll be like uh three weeks. We'll get together.
1: Yep. If no, not, I cannot... we got we got to
0: meet like the fourteenth, so we could record when we recorded it. The the twenty first. Right. Yes. Uh, But some of the notable purchases through the Amazon click-through this past week include a Peanuts 2022 mini day-to-day calendar. I miss having a day-to-day calendar.
1: I miss having a day-to-day life.
0: (laughs) Uh, Somebody also purchased on Blu-ray the Woody Woodpecker screwball collection.
1: I really hope someone's holding a flag of a screw and a ball. Remember when they
0: used to do that? Yes. (laughs) Cartoons. (laughs) Uh, Somebody also purchased a year membership to PlayStation Plus. Uh, Somebody, I'm sure the same person, uh, purchased a stainless steel rust-proof electric toothbrush holder and a regular toothbrush holder. Mm. And somebody also purchased a poligo 16-piece reusable stainless steel straw uh with portable case and cleaning brushes and that was purchased right. by a person who really loves seagulls
1: oh or spectrox
0: nah you want to you got a rolled up hundred dollar bill you're fine
1: I don't know. I do like the the ability to have the metal. If you cool it, it makes the spectrox even better, Joe. Oh, there your, you go. If you freeze your metal straw and then do some spectrox, you're in for a party.
0: Uh, so thank you to anyone and everyone who makes the purchases through the Amazon click throughs, ever bought a shirt through the T public, ever bought the shirts or pins or stickers directly from us or has signed up, currently is signed up or is thinking about signing up. Uh, for the Patreon. As this drops, it's the first of the month. Uh, Hop in, get it for a buck, get it for five bucks. Uh, If you got the time to listen, definitely check it out. Another bonus to signing up for the Patreon is we have all the previews catalogs up there. Uh, All the scans of those uh, are up there. So even if you don't have time in your schedule to listen to new stuff, and listen, I get it, you know, two new podcasts a month on top of these podcasts and everything else in the soon-to-be-named network and every other podcast in the world that's out there, But if you like me and Todd, I think you'll like these. It's definitely worth your money. Um, And like I said, even just getting a chance to thumb through those old previews is a a nice walk down memory lane, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. So now I think it's time for TV talk, eh?
1: just one last thing and then I'll go cuz there was no art attacks but in the pigskin pickems hair star two star harders in first place it's looking like we're probably not going to have a trophy but that may change joe <laughs> <laughs> that may change cuz i'm still you know three picks out from number one so sure i'll let you know but now we're ready for tv all
0: right uh first up dc legend of tomorrow uh this takes place during world war 2 Uh, episode title is A Woman's Places in the War Effort. Um, the, so let's, let's kind of deal with the B story, since the B story is just like, eh. Uh, Nate is going to move into the totem, but one of Zari's uncles may not like Nate. So they attempt to use, uh, Bishop as a way to get nate practice on schmoozing people
1: yes to learn the customs of of her people
0: right um however there's uh stuff that uh dr davies needs to rebuild the time machine since bishop's toilet fell out of the sky (laughs) and landed on the time machine and broke it luckily they ended up right next to a uh air uh an airplane factory the uh a manufacturing plant is when the men are off to war and the women are there building the planes uh they have two day every two days they need to have a plane come off the assembly line of course it's the 40s of course it's world war 2 times of course there's a lot of very strong racial stuff d- done in this episode but i feel as though it was handled very well um especially the stuff with astra who this has been like astra's season like this has been like a coming out party for her as a character on legends of tomorrow right
1: sure spooner was last sweet years and now this is her because they're the two newest characters you know
0: yes uh so they need 18 stabilizers um they're gonna get the parts they're gonna make them Uh, However, because Astra and Spooner are not white, that's what they say (laughs) in the show, they're relegated to the janitorial staff. Um, Astra sneaks into uh, racist old Mr. Staple's office, uses a little uh, magic whammy to freeze him, stamps his approval on a whole bunch of stuff, including uh integrating the floor which ends up losing them a bunch of the staff because wouldn't you know it a lot of people in the 40s uh you know might have kind of been racist you know yeah, um, never. but it doesn't matter they have enough willing force they all work together they implement a bunch of things like bringing in cots and break tables and stuff like that uh, they put a call in to have Eleanor Roosevelt, who just happens to bring the people from Time magazine to show up, which happens to coincide with right around the time when Mr. Staples gets unfrozen. Uh everything ends up working out. And uh because of the good work that Astrid did here in leading everything together, uh integration uh or uh workforce integration laws end up getting moved up two years on the timeline earlier than they would have happened. Oh no, that's bad. A bunch of Black Ops folks shows up to try to take down, down our legends and then it reveals and then it's revealed as though this Black Ops force is evil. I'm going to guess Robot Legends.
1: Yep. Um the only thing that I would add is that in being nice to Bishop um, we find out that he was distracted because he was helping them because he was going to build something because the time machine, Dr. Davis' time machine, they couldn't control. Um, It would just go wherever. So he made an interface with a speaking spell, which was awesome, for Gideon. And he ended up giving to her. He's like, she can control wherever you go. And when those robots show up, Bishop ends up like the bishop prime ends up sacrificing himself and goes out as a hero to save the legends. I actually like the redemption of bishop and all that. I thought that was really cool because it was yes. a character I hated. But, you know, I'm wondering, I'm, you know, we'll see robot bishop again probably, but I don't think, I think prime bishop is gone, gone, you know? Right. But all around, I liked it.
0: So uh, you go on to uh, your uh, Doctor Who there, eh?
1: Yep. So many storylines going on at once. Um, Basically, Yasmin, Dan, and Professor Jericho, since they were knocked back into 1901, um, we jump forward to 1904 with them, and they've been searching the world for three years. They've been stuck in this decade because uh, Yasmin had this hologram message from the doctor she says if we get separated go look around because the big battle is coming and earth is one of the last planets due to the dog people being protected so then somebody's going to come for it but that being said the ripples through time and space on this you're going to there's going to be people who know it's coming They've, they'll have visions whatever find the clues so they go you know jet, uh, you know shipping around the world and everything. And they end up finding this pot that has a revelation. So they go to this Tibetan monk, uh, who's living on a mountain who doesn't get to tease people because he's alone. He's, he was kind of funny and they get kind of sorta information that they need. Um, when, you know, and they realize they're trying to leave a message for the doctor and everybody else. Um, and they end up running into that guy who's digging the tunnels and they realize that he has the ability to jump through, time somehow and they end up chasing them down getting them and they're like okay we're here and he's like yes all these doors go to different places now so that's probably how we're all gonna meet up again um while that's going on uh uh bell who's uh i'm trying to think of vinder's wife is going to this place to find them but she's got one of the the ships of the dog people And one of the ships that's holding the shield broke away. So, uh, Carvanista ends up bringing that ship back to earth to, uh, to fill in the gap on the, on, on the, the ship. And he ends up meeting her and they, they're kind of like the odd couple. Now they're going to be together, um, where she was at the time Vinder was, and he's there wandering around this giant monument and, uh, I'm trying to think of the the villain's name. It's uh, Swarm and uh, Azure. They're using the passengers, the people, the souls that are inside to power them to do what they're going to do. And they end up pushing Vinder into this, into the passenger, and he ends up meeting Di, another odd couple. And she's like, "Finally, somebody with a gun. We're gonna we're gonna mess this stuff up. We're gonna get out of here." So I'm like, "Okay, they're met." And that uh, also the grand serpent who vinder had taken down is doing something through time to take down unit um which is a you know a uh- a group that's been through the classic episodes, which I really love. And there was a bunch of inside stuff. If you watched the show at one point, um, the Brigadier's voice was there. Somebody you had saw from the third doctor and there was various other names and incidents that were named that I was like, okay, this is kind of cool, but he's single-handedly bringing, um, unit down. So in our time, the Santarans can break through, uh, the shield and take over Earth. And that's like Carvanista and Bell fighting them and everything. So I, it's all coming around, but it leaves us to the main story with the doctor who, uh, the Weeping Angels changed her into a kind of encased her in the Weeping Angel stuff so they could transport her to where Tectuan is, who turns out to be the woman who found her at the gate and she ends up telling her, well, this is the division. You finally found us. Um, But uh, we're tired of the old universe. The multiverse is out there. We're going to push through this universe and go to the next one, thereby destroying the old one. But we need you here because if you're there, you'll save the universe, which I thought was, a cool bit and they end up having some morality play talk that i enjoy and then swarm and azure show up using the energy of all the people they sacrificed to push through between universes and they end up destroying uh killing tattoo and and they're going to kill the doctor um before she can get all her memories back that she finds out is being hidden in these this fob watch I think I pretty much covered everything and I tried to do it fast just for you, Joe.
0: Uh so, you know, obviously there's a lot of stuff in this. And as you mentioned, they're like, "Oh, there's a thing that references back to the third doctor." And I'm like, "Oh boy." Right. Um that ain't that ain't for me, you know? Um mm-hmm. but like so I kind of get like flip-floppy on this stuff when there's heavy stuff with the doctor. I really like the heavy stuff with the doctor, right? Mm-hmm. Um the doctor meeting you know technically what would be classified in all of this as their mother and you know, them finding the division, and the plan is to keep the Doctor off Earth so that the Doctor doesn't try to save Earth because they're going to destroy Earth. I liked all that stuff, and I wish there was more of that in this episode. Now, I understand why all the other stuff with Yaz and the rest of them has to happen because they need to find out that date when the world is going to end so the Doctor could use that information to stop the, information, uh, the, the invasion and the destruction and everything else from happening. But... Again, there just feels like these, these shows feel as though they would be much more rewarding for longtime fans, which is not me.
1: Fair enough. And they are, like I, like, I, you're saying that this wasn't your favorite of the bunch. you do like doctor, the Doctor stuff. Me, all that, all that unit stuff. Joe, I marked out, I was like, this is fantastic. When they use the little snippet of the Brigadier's voice, when they use the actual, um, uh, mansion that unit was set in, which was actually Mick Jagger's, uh, mansion back in the seventies. I'm like, as stupid as that sounds, that means so much to me. Do you know what I mean? Like as a long time, I'm like, yeah, you may be pandering to me, but keep doing it keep doing it you know what I mean so that's the way I look at it the only thing is um Tectuin ends up saying yes everything the master told you was true you had all these lives beforehand and I you know got the regenerations out of you but there's a bit in there that I that I that I forgot to mention where she goes the doctor goes so was the master right and Tektuin goes yeah the master was right and I'm like how do you know what the doctors like what the the master, you, you weren't there when the master told the doctor. So we're playing fast and loose with, yeah, it could be for time and bad writing. But she's just like, yeah, the, he's right. He's like, you weren't there. She never explained to you what he had said. So there's something, there's something off there, if that makes any sense to you. So I'm just looking forward to next week, uh, the last episode, and see how it w- winds up.
0: It'll be very interesting to see how it all winds up, and that's why I can't be mad at this because again, this is pandering, it's fan service, but it's pandering and fan services to a fandom that I'm barely in, let mm-hmm. alone very steeped in, so obviously, this is gonna hit for the people that it hits for the people that are Johnny come Latelys like myself, they need to have a lot of explain done
1: right. And I think you're – even if you had watched most of the new stuff, you would have been fine too. You know what I mean? Like you don't need to be – because I know when I talk to people who watch it from the new stuff, they're like, yeah, this stuff doesn't bother me. I get the gist of everything that's going on. So, But either way, uh, how about Hawkeye, Joe?
0: Right. So I I only would have need to have been watching for what, the last 16 years?
1: (sighs) Probably
0: yes. Right. So, again, it's not as unwieldy as I make it sound. No, it's not.
1: Well, it's better than watching it for 60 years, right?
0: That's true. Anything's... Anyway. That's not the Spider-Clone saga. That feels like 60 years, but go ahead. That is only two and a half years. Mm Mm-hmm. Condensed to one. So, uh, Hawkeye, Marvel Universe, Marvel Cinematic Universe, uh, introduction of Kate Bishop into the Marvel Cinematic World. I think we could talk about the two episodes together, of course. Yeah, you can mash them up. One overarching story. Yep. Um, you know, we get our early bit there where Kate's father is killed uh, on the day of, you know, when Avengers 1 happens. The first Avengers movie. What do we call it? The, the battle in New York? The attack I think it's New the York. battle of New
1: York or the battle in New York, but yeah.
0: Yeah, so she sees Hawkeye doing a bunch of stuff off in the distance, um, and that kind of inspires her to become a archer and a gymnast and a martial artist and you know she goes and she's the top of all of her things Mm -hmm. um and however she does have a rebellious streak in her because she does come from a wealthy family and uh with making some bets with some of her uh fellow classmates they're trying to figure out is it the bell that moves or if it's the clanger on the bell that moves in the bell Mm -hmm. tower And with Kate attempting to prove this theory, she destroys the entire uh, bell tower. And that doesn't get her kicked out of school, but definitely gets her sent home from school, has to have her mother pay for. The damage is done, and the mother, as punishment, takes away all of her credit cards and so forth.
1: Right. I love Uh, the idea of the poor man's Hawkeye arrows that she makes.
0: Yes. yes. Fantastic. Uh, Her trick arrows that she makes. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, so then we see that Cliff is with, and if I call him Clint at any time during this, you can just yell at me, but Cliff. His uh, name is Clint. Oh, it is Clint. I get it. I, again, there's a joke from Puzzle Warriors 3 where they let Craig literally for years call, uh, him Cliff instead of Clint. <laughs> yeah. And from listening to the show, it's kind of gotten modeled in my head a little bit.
1: Okay, I was like, wait a minute. If anybody should know who Hockey's shoot name, brother, it should be you. Right.
0: So he's, uh, he's taken the kids to the latest hot musical, uh, which is Roger's a musical, yep. which uh, I'd like just a whole show of
1: that joe i'm gonna send you they that whole bit that they do that one song that's Uh all on youtube you can listen to the whole song of the battle of new york from the rogers musical and i'm hoping as the show goes on they add a song each time Mm
0: -hmm. so we can get
1: the whole musical but
0: oh my goodness uh so of course uh you know clint is like Yeah, you know, uh, this this is kind of not real. Ant-Man wasn't even there, you know. (laughs) That was so great. Right, that was great. And, of course, he makes the pact with his kids, like, he's going to be there for Christmas, which puts a nice, like, ticking clock on everything, you know. Right, Uh, I'd like to
1: add watching the Battle of New York in the musical, like, just him being destroyed seeing uh, Natasha. Yeah. Like, all that stuff. Every time he thinks anything is a clue or thinks of Natasha, he's just like, yep, I let her die.
0: Uh, So we uh, go back to Kate's stuff. Uh, Obviously, there's her mother reading her the riot act. Um, And this is where uh, she's introduced to her uh, mother's new beau, Jack Duquesne, who's a sword collector.
1: Uh, Yeah. And doesn't he do a little fencing a little later? He's like almost a master with that sword.
0: Now, I know this isn't who he is. Uh, I know, I guess he's been on, like, Better Call Saul, maybe, in a lot of, like, um, Latin American shows and movies and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but every time that I saw this guy, who the actor's name is Tony Dalton, but every time I saw him, I thought it was, um, uh, who's the, uh, ah, and I, you know, and I, I had his name as I'm watching the show, and I didn't write it down. Uh, Paul F. Tompkins he literally- oh he
1: does give off a Paul F. Tompkins vibe <laughs>
0: So the whole time I'm like oh Paul F. Tompkins is swordsman um, is it- but obviously this is one of those things where if you're not super steeped in like Marvel lore you know this is going to be a cool reveal for you that they've been like laying the pieces for but as soon as I see a guy with a twisty mustache and a Hawkeye related thing I'm like oh it's the swordsman
1: Yep, but what a mustache, Joe!
0: What a mustache!
1: What it's like they take they took ten seasons of Legends wig and and facial hair money and put it into one episode.
0: Yes, um, and again, I wouldn't want to take anyone's uh, work away from them, but I do wish it was Paul F. Tompkins in the, is as this role. <laughs> it's like oh, I got into shape, you know, to be a swordsman, so I could do whatever, right? Hmm. Um. So. They're at a party where they're going to announce Jack and Laura, uh, Kate's mother's engagement. Uh, Kate gets a chance to meet uh, Jack's father, uh, Armand, who's like, you know, whatever in the fortune of the Duquesne family. Uh, Kate is wearing a less than traditional garb for a lady. She's kind of wearing like a tuxedo sort of thing, which Mm -hmm. is uh, the fashion of the time, you know. And right. she gets mistaken several times for being part of the wait staff, which she uses to her advantage as she's attempting to track Jack. Again, let's just say Paul of Tompkins at this point, <laughs> uh, who's downstairs in the wine celery area uh, where there is a uh, bidding on, uh, let's say, stolen goods like giant like dinosaur skulls. And then one of the things that comes up is Ronin's retractable sword. Y'all remember Ronin, don't you?
1: Yeah, I love them.
0: So this TV show really wants to make you believe that Ronan was, like, super important in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And I'm not going to say that he wasn't important, but he's not super important.
1: But I think I'm with you because he only has that bit in the Avengers movie, and then he goes away. But they established that he had five years, you know, traveling. He had lots of
0: adventures that happen off screen.
1: Right, which I think is going to like we may see flashbacks in that i don't think it's gonna just be but i get what you're saying he's unimportant but i think marvel's smart enough to make him important in this miniseries yes but go ahead
0: and i'm okay with that Mm -hmm. uh so obviously because uh paul f tompkins is a sword man right he really wants that ronin sword and he and his dad kind of get into a little bit of bidding war over it. And then right as they're about to put the next item up for bid, uh, they are attacked by who we would later come to see from the aforementioned uh, uh, Matt Fraction, David Aha book, the Tracksuit Mafia guys show up. That's right, bro. The, but they're looking for a watch. They're specifically looking for a watch. I think it was Uh, not the Doctor's watch from Doctor Who. That episode of Doctor Who we watched,
1: right? A lot of watches,
0: a lot of watch talk in this, uh, this, these, these TV shows this week. Mm -hmm. Um, But in the hubbub, the next item that was going to go up for bid was Ronan's actual suit, which now becomes the MacGuffin of the two episodes that we watched here, because Kate puts it on. Gets into a battle, because she's got some, you know, martial arts skills, gymnastic skills, so she's kind of able to hold her own. And I'll just note this. uh, The two episodes we watched, all the action-y scenes that we get
1: Mm -hmm.
0: are kind of like, let's say, obscured view, right? Right. Uh, Taking place in the dark, taking place, like, in fire, taking place with, like wine cellar stuff around they do a really good job of kind of like creating a set or an environment where they can seamlessly slip in and out your stunt people
1: what that wasn't without all being as
0: noticeable that or... wasn't all
1: Haley Statfield
0: or whatever her name is no it's not Haley Steinfeld the whole time okay. um or that they could do like your CG enhanced stuff Hmm. And not have it be as noticeable. So uh, kudos to you, makers of this show, for kind of working a little bit harder to, you know, use the tools that you have at your disposal to, you know, kind of make us suspend some disbelief and stuff like this. Okay?
1: And I will say it worked really well in the pandemic, too, that they got all this done.
0: Right, right. But go ahead. And I remember, like, uh, yeah, about a year or so ago, uh, pictures and stuff were coming out of them like shooting stuff on location in new york for this right um so kate gets away uh with the ronin suit news footage gets out Uh, of her
1: uh, saving a dog
0: of her saving a dog with a a funky eye who would later become lucky the pizza dog (laughs) Yep. again this one I felt as though it worked a little bit better in the comic, his introduction, but right. because this, you know, there's like, you got the skeleton, the, skeleton, the fishbone of the comic that this show is. It's like, oh, how do we move this plot of the dog along quicker?
1: Give him lots of pizza.
0: Give him lots of pizza, like at the end of the first episode, right? mm mm-hmm. uh, So Clint sees that the costume is... um. Uh, out and about, he's like, oh, I gotta get the costume it's a it's a trail, okay and of course, that's a trail that's gonna lead back to him, that nobody knows that it's him and it's also a trail that now is gonna lead to Kate uh, because she's a dope, she gets followed back to her house, wearing the outfit trailed by the tracksuit mafia her name's on the buzzer so they're outside in the street just yelling for her to come down when Clint's there mm-hmm. Uh, so she goes down, there's a big scuffle there Clint gets the, or no, they, the, the place gets lit on fire. So Clint, My the next day, goes back to try to grab the suit, but sees that the suit is gone in lifting some fireman apparel. He notices on one of the fire trucks the <sighs> a sticker for the NYC LARPers.
1: Oh, boy.
0: And then looking up on an Instagram story. Is this a thing, Todd? I believe it is. Uh, He sees that one of the folks grabbed the Ronin suit and is going to wear it in his LARPing. Mm
1: -hmm. So now
0: Clint has to go to where the LARPers are. He just wants to go in, beat the guy up, and take it. Mm -hmm. But they're like, no, you have to follow our LARPing rules. So Clint's like, all right, I'll play along with you. He gets up to the guy, and he's like, this is going to happen one of two ways. Uh, (laughs) You're either going to give me – like, I'm going to hit you with this fake sword – you're going to fake die, and I'm going to take my suit back, or I'm, I'm going kidding. to get you for real, right. and it's going to really hurt, and I'm going to take my suit back. Either way, I'm going yeah. to get my suit back. And the guy's like, oh, no, man, let me have this. Let me have this victory. You know, I know who you are. It'll be really cool, and I promise you I'll give you the suit back. Between me and you, I wouldn't have trusted the guy. Clint's a lot more trusting than I am, so I say kudos to him uh clint does get the suit back he just puts it in a random locker at like some bus station somewhere or something for i will leaving.
1: say i do want to say on the larping thing yeah I, I, okay i I don't want to you know ever pick on anybody and what they love but I, I i always found larping weird but this whole bit i was crying as they were doing the slow-mo action scene He's walking through the LARPers to get to the Ronin costume. And he's like blocking like easily, because he's Hawkeye. And just like and he's like tapping them with the sword. And they're selling it like they, as you once said, like he they got shot with a shotgun. You know what I mean? And the slow motion. I was like, this is the best. And when it comes time to kill me, he's just like, just end it. Just just kill me and look good in front of your friends. I'm like I don't know. As good as this, all this stuff is, that LARPing thing had me laughing so hard. Uh, Oh, my God. So good.
0: Uh, So we also mentioned, of course, there's a lot going on in these two episodes, of course, uh, where Armand is killed on the floor in uh, uh, Jack and Laura's house. Killed with a sword. There's footage of Ronan leaving the location because Kate went back to the house wearing the outfit. Mm -hmm. Um, it's very obvious that Jack killed his father, but obviously now there's the, uh, alibi there that it may have been Ronan.
1: Right. And it's, we definitely find out it was Jack when he shows up with Chekhov's butterscotches,
0: (laughs) Joe. Yes. (laughs) Um, I do. I, I love the stuff with Kate trying to figure out what Jack is up to. Kate knows something's up with Jack and he, she's trying to figure him out and he's playing her great. Mm -hmm. And whether the bit with the butterscotch was intentional or not, but the way the actor, Paul F. Tompkins' light, plays it off Mm -hmm. was fantastic. I think he's great. I want to see him in more stuff. Um, Hawkeye purposely gets kidnapped or whatever by the tracksuit mafia so he can attempt to find out who the head of all this is. Mm -hmm. And are we supposed to know that that's Echo? Um, I
1: think... I mean, obviously, because we're people who've read comics, Um, th- like, as soon as you see it, you're supposed to know it's Echo. I don't know how much, like, say, my brother, who, if he watched it, would know that's Echo. Yeah. Um, I don't know how, that that's the best way to explain it.
0: Uh, so why is she in charge of the Russian tracksuit mafia Is maybe a story for another day? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I think them tipping their hand of her being the next unlockable character in Marvel <laughs> Puzzle Quest might be a little bit of a a tip off there as well. hmm Um But I really like these two episodes. I
1: did too. My one of my favorite things is when Kate and uh 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 t- swordsman they do the the fencing and he's just like oh you're so good you're so good and he takes the mask off and she goes to hit him and he knocks this this fencing foil out of her hand and it spins on its handle like to show just how good he is i'm like this is so good like you said all the the, the interaction between them all the characters are great the only negative that i have to say is um that all the stuff with the opening and there's no closing on the end of the first episode. they save it till the second episode? Just how much David Aja it is, is so amazing. But like I, you look on the credits and I did the IMDP credits. Like he gets a special thanks, but he wasn't on the art crew. Like the art crew that did it just swiped everything that he did. It looks so beautiful. From beginning to end, it's probably the most, like, stylistic thing of anything we've watched from somebody's art because his is just so different. And I'm watching, I'm like, you couldn't, like, you gave him a thanks? You couldn't hire him to design some of this stuff? You just took it. You just took it and then somebody ended up putting up the promo posters of the artist. Like the artist was like, oh, I hope like David really loves my uh, homage to him. And somebody was like, you know, it'd be better if you paid him instead of thanking him kind of a deal. And I was like, I'm on board with that, son. So that's my only gripe that I think David should have got like wi- like just hey, just put a few zeros on a check for that man.
0: Yeah, you know, he was kind of uh you know as all the announcements and stuff was coming up um he, he like he was kind of vocal about it, you know, but he wasn't um, tr- that biting like he's like I wasn't invited to the the thing. Oh no, um, he he was invited
1: to the premiere. Oh, that's right. He wasn't able to attend. Yes. Because of COVID. I don't know where he's from or whatever, but maybe he's from Can- like out of the country or whatever. He was like, I could not come. And he, he was invited to be in. Oh, no. Maybe he wasn't invited to the premiere. He was invited to be in an episode, but he couldn't co- go because of COVID. So yes. they said, look out for a blow up doll with
0: his face on it somewhere in the next couple episodes. <laughs> they said. And he says that they sent him the first two episodes to watch streaming, but he hasn't updated his computer from Windows 7, so he can't watch them. Right. Uh, so he's a man after my own heart with that sort of thing. Um, I don't know. Cut him a check.
1: Right. Because like Matt Fraction gets to be involved with the, the writing and stuff. I don't know. It's just weird. So. But I really enjoyed the two episodes.
0: Yeah. Uh, So this week, uh, we have the next episode of Hawkeye, of course. We have the next Doctor Who. Uh, No legend of tomorrow, but we do have something to take its place this week. I would say legends adjacent. Yes. Uh, What I could only imagine is going to be uh, the newest and next best Christmas classic. (laughs) The children will be watching for eons to eons after Todd and I are both gone. And that would be Bebo Saves Christmas.
1: Oh, if anybody can do
0: it, it's Bebo. Yes. Uh, So this is an animated feature uh, starring the real life adventures of Bebo. (laughs) Uh, The Tickle Me Elmo analog that's been kind of a recurring plot point in episodes of Legends of Tomorrow. Uh, But this is going to be some of his lore explained to us. Right. I'm glad they're not leaving any Bebo money on the table, Joe. That's right. Again, I wish with I wish there was more Bebo merchandise. I'll take a Christmas special.
1: Well, the second they do a Bebo hat, I'm getting you one to replace your John Cena hat.
0: Yes. I'll wear it with my uh, MC Marshmallow giant foam head thing, right? <laughs> okay. yeah. DJ S'more money? DJ S'more money. There you go. <laughs> there you go, yep. Yeah.
1: Uh, I guess that's everything, though, right, Joe? Yeah,
0: it literally has to be everything now. Yep. Um, So thank you, everyone, for listening. Uh, This was episode 583 of Longbox Heroes. For Todd, this is Joe saying, see you all here next week.
1: Remember, be a faucet, not a drain. Woo!